All good. Hello, and hey. welcome to Modest Conversations. Um, I'm here with Eric Torford, which we go back. We've, have we done one of these we, Yeah, I'm a Yeah, you were like one of the first guests. Yeah, we did uh, Homo Deus. Yeah, that was good. We talked about Yuval Harari. He's got a new book out, who I, I have not read. Although, I have to tell you, I, I think I was very cynical on this one, and I yes. found that I figured out a source material. Yeah? What is it? It's this great book I just finished um, called Lessons from History mm. that is awesome. Will Vermont? Or, uh, Dumont. Will, yeah, my bad. And it was funny because I was talking about it as a friend. Someone was like, wait, that's all like Harari. I was like, no, that was in this book. Right. He's like, oh my God, that's where he got it from. <laughs> so we found the original source material. Anyway, we're awesome. here today, and you and I were talking about... Um, an idea you've been thinking about for a very long time, and I recently got into it's sort of income share agreements, uh, equity investing in people. Yeah. Broadly defined. Equity. So my first exposure to this idea, I remember it was like in the 90s, it was Bowie Bonds, mm-hmm. right? Which was like a first attempt at this by David Bowie, secured by his library. And then there was like, I feel like there was something around like... Martha Stewart. I guess Martha Stewart Home Living, I remember, had like gone public. Mm-hmm. And I was like really into this idea. I remember in like 2000, or I can't remember if it was like 1999 or 2000, I started a company called Life Capital. I yeah. still own the domain. <laughs> and it was funny because I feel very justified, at least in my thesis, which is even back then, I was like, look, here's the problem. If you're a big company, um, you're a tech company, you're on the coast, you have access to equity financing and debt financing, right? Mm-hmm. I can finance by selling a piece of the business or I can finance through debt yep. if you're an individual or a small business you really can only use debt right and that sucks because the yep. debt burden is getting super out of control for students etc and like yeah. wouldn't it be great if we could all cross invest in each other right and have mentors invest in us and yeah. then have an be economically aligned right almost yeah. like a venture capital for people right um we're saying that if if we can give one percent to bill gates for our future income yeah, that we was, do it for free that yeah. was exactly the example i used to use i don't yeah. know if i told you that if you just came yeah. up with these yeah, same yeah yeah but like i literally used to use that example i was like look yeah. if bill gates came to me tomorrow and said i want one percent of your earnings i would say of course mr gates yeah. uh you know i want to be aligned with you not yeah. sure I would do that today, but the uh, <laughs> I would still do it. The yeah. uh, you'd still do it, yes. But you kind of have, yes, in some way in that he's <laughs> LP and our budget firm. Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. But uh, he's not giving me personal life advice on who I should marry, etc. Not that I, I <laughs> not that he is necessarily the best advice there, but, <laughs> but <laughs> it seems like he's done well. Yeah, no, I'm sure he's done well. But, um, the, um, yeah, so I think it's a very seductive idea, and it kind of makes if you think about it, historical sense, right? Which is like, in theory, one of the great benefits of tons of data and online platforms it's like all of a sudden you can track so much more information it's reasonable to think that like you should have micro equity right yeah. like you should be able like if before you only had a few public companies you could, i mean my dad used to tell me like that when he was starting out as a banker like the idea that you'd have more than 100 public companies was right. crazy because like how yeah. would you keep track of all the data on paper and mm-hmm. that clearly has changed although interestingly i would like to point out there are fewer public companies today than there were in 1980 right, right? um for other reasons but yeah. the um yeah, it's an interesting proposition that you should say the internet should allow for this. Right. In and it's theory. interesting. I came across this guy who in 2008 said, um, I'm selling shares myself. I don't know if you, Mikey or something. Is this the guy who like, did the experiment with yes. like who they had, he had everyone voting his life? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He said he was the first, world's first uh, publicly traded person. And 10 years later, he is the world's only, still only publicly traded. And he thought that people would follow in his footsteps. There was some, like, weird thing where he, like, started, like, buying back his own shares or his <laughs> girlfriend bought shares or yeah. something to, like, control the outcome. But that it, is not the vision I would have for right, this. Right, But it is interesting. I mean, when we take new jobs, uh, we sort of do it, you know, on our own. But if, if we crowdsourced among people who have stake in us, what they think would become to better, better decisions or have more opportunities or... Um, what, what I'm sort of curious... I think that's a terrible idea. Say more. 
I mean, to me, like, look. Personal board of advisors? Well, here's the thing. I think about you know this as well as I do. You're you're venture capitalist these yep. days. Um, there's the idea of like voting public shares, right, to make decisions. I think the crowd is terrible at making decisions. They they have nowhere near the data context to know what the right answer is. Doesn't mean I don't want their opinion or advice, but I want it, in theory you might want alignment. Right. You don't want voting. Right. right. It's kind of like how a venture capitalist interacts yeah. with the startup. It's like you know full well that if you're a good venture capitalist, that you have no idea what's going on on the ground, right? The best you can offer is landscape pattern matching and advice when asked, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But there's, like, no chance that you know better than the person, right? Right. Um, So are you dubious about just prediction markets generally uh, or the power of prediction markets slash wisdom of the crowd? I think prediction markets are great ways to to get people executed. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, the, uh, uh... I mean, the wisdom of crowds has its place for sure. I mean, I'm yep. a huge believer in markets, right? Um, and the predictive power of markets and you know market-based economy. I'm a huge Hayek fan, right? Right. Um, but I think the idea that you're voting—I mean, the whole point is this shit works in aggregate at scale, yeah. not that actually anyone is good at voting individual people. Nor would you want to. Like, could you yeah. imagine? Like, no good investor. It's like so anti-scale, right? right? It's like, what am I going to seriously sit there and like vote my shares in you? Right. That's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like. So people have been trying to figure out what's the what's the ideal wedge or use case for this type of um, product. Is it, you know, kickstart my college education or my self-driven education and then get a percentage of future revenues? Is it, you know, um, if I'm an artist or I'm an athlete, you know, invest in me early? Like, in what use case does equity investing for people make the most sense? Well, as you well know, I haven't started this company. Right. I mean, I, I did start it and I filed a bunch of IP and got really excited about it and got investors and built a service and da-da-da, but I never launched it um, because there's, there's a bunch of problems with it. Right? The legal regulatory framework? Well, or? one, there's a, there is a bunch of legal regulatory problems, right? Like, so it's actually extremely hard to do. Like, there's no framework for me giving a percentage of... Like, as an individual, you can't just like give away money if it's not a gift, right? <laughs> right. Um, there's no framework for it. Yeah. And so you end up with some weird structures about, okay, well, well, do you create like an LLC for every person? And then like from from a tax perspective, you really, the company's hiring the LLC, not the person, but guess what? Companies don't want to hire LLCs. They right. want to hire people, right? Yeah. And so like there is a bunch of complexity around the legal and regulatory thing, but I actually think the deeper problem is debt's actually a pretty good instrument for most people, as long as you believe in yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you think about the, the differential between equity pricing and debt pricing. Right. The reality is, is like if you want a college education or whatever, you might be upset about the debt version, but if you believe in yourself, it's a way better deal, right, yeah. than an equity investment. Right? Yeah. Um, if you factor the stress that people take when they take on debt. Um, yeah, so I think the argument pro is to say, look, I want to go to law school. I want to go to business school, whatever. It's really easy to model what I could make. It's really easy to borrow the money, but like I just after that I might want to take ten years of wandering yeah. in the woods mm-hmm. to like come up with a startup yep. or think big thoughts, yeah. right? And like all that type of stuff. And like there is a place for that, but again, there's a huge selection problem. Right. Um, yeah. It's like for me, like I'm an entrepreneur, like I've started a bunch of companies. Um, uh, even I'd much rather so long as it's available, you invest in my company than in yeah. me. Right? Totally. Everyone's like, well, this is cool. As an investor, I can invest in you because I believe in you and maybe yeah. this thing doesn't work but the next thing will work. But like, yeah, but like if I can finance the local project I'm working on, right. like project finance is better yeah. than like selling a piece of your GP. Yeah. Right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. 
let's fully outline sort of the utopia or the pros and then let's get to the real world challenges of it. The pros are cross alignment of people, you know, people caring about people besides themselves, people, you know, giving more advice, more mentorship, um, you know, less stress, less debt finance. Um, and it's also equity only in the case of upside. So, you know, um, how many less people could be in debt today? What are other sort of pros? Well, I think the big pro to think about is everyone bemoans, and there's always a double-edged sword to this, but bemoans, like, the loss of, like, local community and and investment. It's like, you know, you walk down the street, and, and, like, in San Francisco, you're going to run into a bunch of homeless people. You feel terrible, right? But the reality is, is, like, it's not, like, if you were invested in all those people, would you, like, interact differently? Like, if you were cross-invested in all San Franciscans in, like, a rolled-up package, which you kind of are, but a little bit abstractly, right? it would, I think, cause a different relationship right. between it, people. Um, you now, interestingly, what's happened with modern finance is, like, the stuff you're invested in isn't necessarily local. It could be all over right. the world. It probably is, right? Yeah. And as a result, I think, like, there is this kind of, like, local community correlation thing right. um, that I think is really interesting. I, I do think that, like, the mentorship piece is super interesting. Yeah. And I like how you said rolled up. Uh, it sort of implies, like, index fund. Like, you can imagine if people had index funds, almost, almost people, they might... Or poor people, they might compete to or, or sort of take personal pride in like helping their their outcomes or hire them at places like Finn or I don't know. You know, they might. Yeah, what would they do differently? I don't know. I mean, I think the, the yeah. reality is, is like the, the vision long term, which says, look, equity. In some ways, like we are all cross invested in each yeah. other in a very deep way, but capitalism is super bad at expressing it. Right. Right. And so, like, yeah, can we I, like yeah. can we like complete? I always think about a lot of these things is like they're kind of market, a lot of the market problems are just like the market doesn't account for some externality or yeah. some reality well, and therefore it doesn't function that way. And you're well. saying we're crossing the line that we pay ta- taxes? Because I don't, I don't feel like I have a stake in certain people. You should feel that way. Right. Like, the reality is, is, like, when you're walking down the street, like, a San Franciscan does well, and it's going to create a bunch of jobs, and it's right. going to create, like, more opportunities, not for just for taxes, but, like, a better environment to live in. Yeah. Like, like, you are deeply co-invested. Right. You just, like, it's not expressed very right. well. And, like, I feel like there'd be really cool ways to do that. Totally. I also just think generally access to capital is a super good thing. Yeah. Like, in general, more access to capital is good. Debt is a challenge for sure. It creates yeah. bad outcomes for people the whole nine yards. Um, there, is, there is a really big question about where debt even comes from, right? And is yeah. it just, like, basically people over-borrowing mm-hmm. for the reality or, like, pushing off needing to work? I mean, right. you need the whole other set of questions. Like, why are we in so much debt? Yeah. Um, it's not just because of the rising cost of educational institutions, although that is a piece of it. Yeah, and also it's sort of the mental and cultural effects that come with getting into into debt. Yes. Um, but I want to stop for a second just to also say that we're, I'm not so naive to suggest that having equity in homeless people is going to solve all, all homelessness or even make that much of a dent. Um, but this is there could be some use cases. No one's really figured out what they are <laughs> for yeah, you have to be pretty careful. I mean, the idea that you, again, I, they're all fun intellectual ideas to play with. But the idea that, like, you're like, haha, we'll solve homelessness by right. investing in the homeless, like, that is going to raise a lot of concerns. Yeah, totally. um, I, I think the only w- only met way in which it's had some pull right now, I think, is in higher education, is in ISAs among, for people who don't want to go into debt, but who want, like, things like Make School or things like Lambda School. Yeah. And the question I, there is, we'll are they big businesses? See how well that works yeah. right on one hand it is a pretty obvious thing and I actually think the idea of school I always like the idea of teachers taking equity yeah right yeah, me too. yeah. the idea Long of like a teacher being like look you know I'm gonna be in your class like, yeah. whatever I always thought we used to have fun ideas about like okay like imagine like you have a classroom of college students and like on day one the teacher is like 
did or like how do you create a market to like carve up who gets what percentage of what person and like you know it's like it's a really interesting fairness questions and they're all very abstract intellectual questions that aren't real but um they're interesting thought experiments the uh sorry what did you ask this specific question i forgot what it was oh uh, things like make school things like lambda school oh yeah will they do well so here's the challenge could they prove that model out for it as long as they know that they can create great outcomes especially the market's really hot it works to a point it's not like it isn't that different than debt in the end of the day, yeah. especially because all these things are like timed, right? Yeah. Which means the upside of them is quite limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the real problem, stripping it all out, the yeah. reason this model doesn't work, um, it's partially an adverse selection problem, which is real. Um, the real problem is, is because if it, think about venture capital, like venture capital, early stage venture capital, seed stage venture capital works because you're able to pay enough to make it worthwhile for the companies on the theory that most of them won't work that well, but some of them will work spectacularly well. That is not really how it works for people, right? Because you think about it, your doctor, your lawyer, whatever, they can model their financial outcome and they can borrow against that quite easily to a point. Um, Then you get your, let's pretend you you invested in Larry Ellison, right? (laughs) Like, problem is is that on paper, Larry Ellison has never made any money, right? right? Because once you're rich enough, you have tons of flexibility around how you realize income, how you push out income when you decide to take it. I mean, all the gains you'll play with taxes end up applying exactly to this model. So maybe it'd have to be structured where you get some of their equity. Like if they start a company, you get some of their equity. This is like specifically for entrepreneurs. It's so complicated, right? And like, okay, fine. But like, you know, how do you think about that with families? Like, you know... It just basically gets really complicated right. about how you reconcile. Like, it's pretty easy. That's funny. Like, are you saying identifying people and their ability to marry rich or something? <laughs> or, like, incentivizing them I mean, to, yeah. that might end up being what you're saying. You know, yeah, like, but, like, weird. again, like, it's just a really interesting thing. Yeah. Mean, to me, it's um, the abstract purity of the idea is quite interesting. Yeah. But then you get into it and you're less like, ugh, this is a mess. Yeah. So let's trace a little bit of history of the idea because some people have tried it. You were most fascinated with my rich uncle. MRU. Yeah, there yeah, was a What few- can we learn from that? Well, first of all, it's terrible. Right? Oh, that, com- that company, <laughs> like, funny. that company went public. Wow. Um, and like, wasn't a total zero. I mean, there been, that was one I thought was that actually happened after we started, but like, was a thing when I started working on it myself. Um, there's a history of Yale University tried it for a while. They had a really big problem with collections, mm. where like they basically said, okay, like we'll do this type of income sharing deal, yep. and like I think it was the law school, and they like just like, couldn't get people to pay them. Um, like there's been a bunch of attempts at this. Um, It's and then there are things like lending club, right. And like things like that, which actually had super interesting peer to peer models to start out with. But the problem is they ended up just being fronts for big financial institutions because it actually turns out it's way easier to operate that way. Right. Right. So upstart was an interesting one. My understanding is that they sort of created like a Kickstarter for people and you can just back, back people. And one critique, I, I think the difference from now and then, or from a few years from now and then is that the supply side was limited because of basically my question to you is once we figure out um, jobs act, once, once everyone has the ability to be an investor, a smart, a smart, you know, mm-hmm. it, we don't just limit it to accredited investors. People who have a million dollars more. Um, is there a possibility that we will see a Kickstarter for people on different, like I am going to a boot camp, back my boot camp, um, you know, back and now you'll take a percentage of my future revenues. Um, do you see that as a, an idea that Look, I love the idea abstractly. I love the idea of, like, I'm going to college, yeah. right? Like, community, back me to college. Yeah. And then guess what? I'll pay back the community when it yeah. works really well for me. Yeah. Like, I love it abstractly. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to see how it scales. Right. 
right? Uh, in like any meaningful way, there's such an adverse fundamental selection problem around it. You know, I think it's um, I don't know. There's stuff like um, God. What's the platform everyone uses for like when they're sick? To like fund their medical bills, GoFundMe, GoFundMe, yeah. yeah, yeah, incredibly successful model, yeah. right? So like, but the question in my mind is like the equity. It really comes down to the equity and like how you get paid back, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I am, I hate being the person who's like grown up and become cynical about this stuff. Yeah. This really was my first favorite idea, wow. and there is a there is a lot about it I still do love, and I think it's yeah. an incredible vision. I also think like again, if you follow history, there's an argument that it just like naturally will happen because. Yeah. It just makes sense, right? It's like just another financial instrument yeah. for micro equities, and like yeah. we have reggae, and people are investing in in, in classic cars now right. as like individual IPOs. Like, why would you not IPO a person? Yeah, right? like, and I, I would um, argue that in in the sort of record labels, sort of do this already a little bit, but they just don't crowdfund it. But they take, you know, they give huge upfront, you know, payments, and they take you know ninety percent or whatever of. The, and there's a lot of pushback on yeah. that. Right? right and like a lot of artists are saying why am i paying you this big anymore yeah. right and yeah. to the point about the finance end of it it's like yes like it is easier just to have one backer right yeah. <laughs> and like coordinate a bunch right yeah. so the, the, just to break it down it's like there's this whole like voting on individual decisions yeah. that's stupid right <laughs> like i like uh, that's just like a bad idea yeah. and like inefficient I mean, there's nothing that actually other than like a nice art project yeah, well, like, I, no, I want to say yeah mikey has an is a pioneer <laughs> what? just the, the guy who did that mikey in is uh, art yeah he's in, an artist yes he's an artist it's it's a really weird <laughs> art project right um, yes then there's the whole like okay like do we need alternative models of finance um ideally that like have different risk profiles for investors and for individuals yes that would be nice and i think it should happen but i also think like a lot of the debt crisis and the place we're in with studies it really isn't about access to capital it's about over borrowing and like part of the over borrowing is because institutions are overcharging right Right. Yeah. Like, and so it's a really, I think it is kind of somewhat an orthogonal problem. Right. Right. And then there's a question of like, okay, well, who needs this type of risk capital? Like, what is the, the element of it? And it, the problem is, is a pretty limited set of people because anyone who has like modelable earnings, it doesn't really make sense for it. Debt will always be cheaper. What, what about for talented people in like foreign countries? Is it like people who didn't, who don't have opportunity, but. Who- if you don't have access to debt, at all like that's the irony like if there's no ability for you to have debt because you have no track like for whatever reason there might be a period where it makes sense like the community funds you to go but like why wouldn't the community just loan you money then you know (laughs) what i mean like yeah it's like i mean you equity i would argue is the most expensive capital yeah if you can ever borrow money it's better to borrow money right than to finance it with by dealing with selling a percentage and then the reality is we step up it's like if you have to finance something yeah. And you can finance a company way better than financing yourself. Right. Right. So it's like it's like financing yourself with equity feels like this like great intellectual idea that is an idea of like last resort. Right. Um, yeah. Unless you go to the whole like, well, it's kind of like an early stage venture capital thing, and like you want to party around with like Bill Gates yeah. and whatever invested in you, and then it's actually not about the capital. It's actually just like basically converting social capital into financial capital. Right. Right. Totally. Um, where is there another version where you say, hey? It, I want to diversify. It's me and ten smart friends, and we're going to take. Okay, so this other. one I actually like. Uh, I like this one. Yeah, I think the idea of like cross investment, like okay, so if you take the let's pretend, forget all this stuff about actual finance. Yeah, 
right? Like, yeah. and like, I need the money. Now let's pretend the game is, we are all Harvard grads, maybe because we're like, I don't know, maybe we're all CS Harvard grads, yeah. and we're like, look, we're actually not sure who's going to be successful, right? We know that it's somewhat <laughs> random, right? Like, we know that, like, we're all going to work really hard. We, yeah. we don't really know who's going to be successful. So rather than us each going our separate ways and having one shot on goal, let's all cross-invest in each other, yeah. right? Create a pool and say someone is going to be the next Travis. Right. Someone's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. And I would rather have, like, the, the social, the, the class insurance, effectively. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. Like, yeah. I think that is a cool... It, you still have all the technical problems about how you actually do right. that, right? Like, um, how you move the money yeah. around. But if you be... I, I, I do actually think that is reasonably viable. I'm not sure how big it is. Right. Um, it is possible that this idea might exist in not in a venture capital business type of way, but in a sort of so, social... Fact. Like, one example is um, you... You told me this a few years ago when you invested in a uh, company, Product Hunt, uh, that you know investing in a, a company is also a great way to get to know, build a relationship with the founders and, yep. and make a concrete and long-term relationship. And you know a lot of people think of themselves as talent spotters or enjoy building relationships with you know up-and-coming people, students, graduates, and this could be a way for them to prove, hey, I'm I'm pretty good at you know I, I want to invest in this person over long term. I want they sort of formalize some sort of relationship just from a pure relationship building by you know investing. Um, I just, I'm not sure that that would work. Like, if I came to you, and I was like, yo, <laughs> I want 1%. Let me give you, like, some value. I'll give you a $100 million valuation on your life. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Which is ridiculous, right. by the way. Especially post-taxes. Yeah. But, like, I'll give you some ridiculous valuation. Right. I just want to, I want to be in the game with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, maybe it only works for Bill Gates. But, yeah, maybe... It doesn't actually work, right? Like, that's a bad investment. Right. Um, so, I'm better off. But, sorry, keep going. No, maybe... The, maybe Maybe there's a version of that where you where it's just donating. Like you don't take equity, but there there's a formal way of donating. It's not like I'm giving to you charity, but I'm like investing. Kiva, I guess it, like peer to peer stuff. Like here's my personal board of advisors. You you get something. Maybe it's not percent of future revenue, but you get something. I don't know. What like a how about like a, a non fungible token of some sort? Well, that leads to my next question. What is crypt, what is crypto so, enable here? <laughs> Well, I just want to finish one thing. I do okay. think, just circling back, I don't think it works in, like, a um, traditional financial perspective. Yeah. I do think the insurance version of it's interesting, right? Like, if you had told me in college, yeah. the cross-investment thing is interesting because no one really knows. You're kind of, like, acknowledging the randomness of the economy, yeah. right? And, like, I'm not gonna, I don't want an insurance product right. that's mixed with everyone, yeah. right? because uh, I'm an asshole and I think highly of myself. Yeah. But, like, is there a set of people at a point in our lives we would have probably done a mixed insurance product? Yeah. Maybe, right? <laughs> like, um, and there is, yeah. Anyway, so, so saying that, the crypto angle. Um, crypto's cool. Yeah. What do tokens enable? I guess more liquidity, more divisibility, um, global. Like, what, what's what's different here? So my view on this, like, I'm a huge believer in one of the major themes for crypto that is really powerful is securitization, mm -hmm. right? And it's yep. not just people. It's real estate. It's everything, right? Yep. And, like, I'm a big believer in that. And the question is why, right? Like, in theory, the SEC could run a server, mm -hmm. and you'd trust it. Yep. And you could issue, I don't know, Torrent coin or whatever, yep. right? And, like, it doesn't actually matter, right, whether mm -hmm. it's 
distributed or not. Um, there is no chance the SEC is going to do that, right? right? Like they have other priorities, um, and so the question becomes like, okay, is crypto an interesting opportunity where all of a sudden, because you can kind of guarantee a lot about you know the ledger and who owns what and da da da, we basically have like an alternative route, which has a lot of things that make it worse than a centralized service for this, but it does create an opportunity that wasn't possible before, and like allows kind of more flowers to bloom and things to emer- models to emerge organically. So. Yeah. My basic view with the crypto angle is it's it's very much like early days of Facebook, actually, right. where it's like, why does Facebook exist at all? A big part of the story is Harvard did not have a good centralized service. Mm. And so a thing that Mark put together in like a week, it's probably about a week, right, yeah. could actually be better than the alternative, which was nothing, right? <laughs> like Facebook on day one yeah. was fine, but it wasn't anything to write home about. It was a well-thought-out small project, right? Um that had time and shade to grow because the person who would naturally have done this thing didn't do the thing, right? And so my my twins. I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, uh, just, I'm just uh, joking. We can take it off. Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, not the Winkle Twins. Yeah, as, as you were saying. Yeah, but no, the I'm, um, but um, yeah, the school. The school. But I think the same thing is kind of true with crypto, which is like, if you had to rely upon a central trusted body to like through the regulatory components of setting up all these alternative finance, but they're just not going to do it, yeah. right? And so crypto at least gives you an alternative that has some things that are worse about it, but like, yeah. at least it's doable. Yeah, totally. Does that make sense? Do you agree yeah. with that? Uh, I do agree. I, I was sort of talking to a, uh, a lawyer uh, who was recommending that I, um, I would not say his name, um, that if, if someone do this idea, Kickstarter for people, that they sort of disguise it as a crypto money laundering service where, where you invest in uh, people via uh, tokens and then get back dollars. Um, and I thought that was a, that wouldn't fly, but it was sort of a funny idea. Um, sounds like a creative lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I do, I, I, I do agree with what you're talking about. I, what I'm curious about is how this and en- better enables what I think this enables for this idea is more is derivatives, um, or better or alternative markets on top of. Amen. I mean, the idea like I can go long San Francisco yeah. nurses and short, San Francisco doctors, right? right? Or, like, I can look at every graduate of this school because I think it's, like, they produce great people, but people don't realize it. Or if I'm really passionate about diversity and inclusion and I have a strong thesis in that space, I can say long Latinas in tech in San Francisco or something like that. Yes. And, again, like, great vision. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about that future in a bunch of ways. And, again, I, I am. I, this is the second time today I felt super old and curmudgeonly. <laughs> I'm like, ah, these yeah. ideas don't work, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's super intriguing in a bunch of ways. I just, I don't, it's super hard to find the practical yeah. place it works. And then the un- unfortunate part is once you've found the practical place it works, the details of exactly how you implement this yeah. in a sane way are so complicated yeah. that it just like it might just be that like you know it's not going to happen anytime yeah. soon, right? So uh, maybe a way to close is to if you think about all the people, all the people listening out there who are uh, Sam Lesson two decades ago, you know, more uh, idealistic uh, version of Sam Lesson uh, on this well, idea. Well, call me because I'm interested yeah. if you yeah. figured something out. Totally. Uh, is there any guidance we would give them, or places to look, or or places to not look? Um, just know your history. I mean, yeah. like, I think um, one thing I always think is funny is, like, they're in the West Coast and the East Coast. As, as an East Coaster, you're yeah. an East Coaster, too. Yeah. There's a lot of them out here in Silicon Valley. Englewood. Englewood. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the same town. It's yeah. like, 
people don't study their history very well, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a bunch of people who run around out here. And it's part of the magic of the West Coast is no one remembers anything. Yeah. And so they're like, I've invented this thing or I've come up with this idea. And you're like, nah. Yeah. Like, Someone did it two years There's been like ago. 18 versions of this. And it's worth at least knowing the history and like yeah. what the pitfalls are. And there are a whole bunch of them in this space because it is such an intriguing idea. It's been tried many times. Yeah. Um, and part of me feels like it's failed in places because people didn't have the balls to do it fully. Right. Right. Um, but I'm at least of the opinion that even if you do have the balls to do it fully, um, yeah. there are a bunch of really hard problems to solve. Yeah. And they're not, it's not impossible. Yeah. It's just unclear where the market is and it's unclear how to actually do it. Right. And that makes it one of those categories of ideas that is so intellectually awesome. Right. And then practically you're just like, And fuck. last question on that, because I keep seeing these ideas. Do you think athletes or artists are a wedge in that it's you know, high binary outcomes and they really value the money up front? Well, the good news about artists is they're unfinanceable. Right. And so they have no ability to get debt. Yeah. And, right. And so you say, go back to the, what are the classes of things that you need yeah. for it to be true. It's like equity is the most expensive capital. Yep. And so if you can't get debt and it's your only option, that's a good potential place to yeah. look. Um, I mean, I think it's really hard to invest in artists. Yeah. Right. Musicians or anything else. Yeah. Like, I, I just like, right. that seems really difficult. What about right? athletes? Like minor league? There aren't that many athletes. That's true. Right. Um, there aren't that many artists either, but like, yeah. there's certainly not that many athletes. And again, they have the good ones have great access to finance. Yeah. Right. It's like if you're actually good, yeah. and there are metrics be like behind league. it, you have to have some like for equity to make sense. You have to have some thesis that everyone is wrong, right? right? And that you know who the great next we haven't even talk, or, or blank you just, is. You get them earlier. You get them when they're like, I don't want to get into age of year, but like in the minor league, like they haven't. They're in college. They're in minor league. They haven't been. Look, you my view is if you want to go, like, I don't think you can go below 18 for a whole bunch yeah, of reasons. Yeah, totally. Right? <laughs> Post-18, it's got like, that out there, yeah. what athlete in an industry or sport that matters hasn't, hasn't been identified yeah. by the time they're 18? <laughs> yeah. Right? Totally. Um, I mean, maybe there's some thesis you have on, like, a Jamaican bobsled team yeah. somewhere. But, again, it's, like, it's super hard. I mean, like, the reality is, is, like, it's kind of like FICO scores, yeah. right? Where it's, like, if people try to launch all these, like, alternative credit systems in the u.s it's really hard the reason it's hard is because fico sucks but it's good enough where it mostly matters right and so then they say okay well we go overseas and we look for other markets where like there is no kind of good enough thing it's like if debt didn't exist this would be all over the place right but yeah. like that's pretty effective for a lot of this stuff yeah. um totally so for people out there listening, if you have an angle on this, uh, call Sam, call me, tweet us. Yeah, I mean, again, I, you have an we are you excited about, about yeah. this. I think we're both excited about yeah. it. It's just like, I don't know, know your history, know your yeah. meme. It's like, totally. this is a pretty old meme. Yeah. Um, As old Milton Friedman, uh, human capital contract. Probably yeah. even older, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean, there are some ways which we won't go into. You can call this is the oldest meme. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's not get ourselves yeah. there. I would argue Do that it. in a lot of ways, these models way predated yeah. uh, the modern corporation. Yeah. Um, and the modern limited liability corporation <laughs> does have its advantages. Yeah, totally. Anyway, always cool. fun, dude. Absolutely. Till the next Thank time. Thank you for having me. Another modest conversation.